welcome to a brand new edition of the Popcorn Reel podcast with me, your Prince of Popcorn, Omar Moore. On this episode, a look at the Academy Award nominations that were announced on Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. That's the focus of this episode of the Popcorn Reel Film Podcast. Welcome back to the Popcorn Reel Film Podcast with me, Omar Moore, your Prince of Popcorn. On this episode, the Academy Award nominations for the 95th Oscars were announced on Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. And generally speaking, there were no surprises to be had. But of course, as always, there were omissions, some really big ones once again this year. But first, I'm going to focus on those films that did very well indeed on these nominations, starting with Everything Everywhere All at Once. The film led all the film nominees with 11 total Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and two nominations for Best Supporting Actress, plus Best Director. So Everything Everywhere All at Once is the film to beat at the Academy Awards coming up on March the 12th, and it did obviously do very well. All Quiet on the Western Front, All Quiet on the Western Front did much better than I expected. I hadn't even heard of the film, quite frankly, so therefore I had not even seen it, but it got nine nominations including for Best International Film. And it did very, very well. I did not expect All Quiet on the Western Front at all. Didn't see that one coming at all. Didn't see that one coming. Not a clue that that film was going to be anywhere near it. It's a Netflix film, and it is a film from Germany. And it did do very well indeed on the 24th. So that one was one that I did not even really know much about. So that's really my fault, obviously. And All Quiet on the Western Front was anything but quiet at the Oscar nominations as it got nine nominations, including Adapted Screenplay, Achievement in Visual Effects, Achievement in Sound, and also Achievement in Cinematography. It did do a fantastic job uh, as well, as I've said. And then... In terms of nominations also, there was The Banshees of Inisherin That came up with nine nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor Colin Farrell, Best Supporting Actor Brendan Gleeson, Best Supporting Actress Kerry Condon, and also Best Original Screenplay by Martin McDonough. And so those are the three films, really, that you're looking at as the strongest contenders. And then you had Elvis, which did much better than I expected. Elvis came in with eight Oscar nominations, including Best Actor for Austin Butler in the title role, Best Picture as well, among other nominations. Now, here are some of the films that that I expected to be on the list, but didn't do quite as well as I had expected them to. The Fablemans, with seven Oscar nominations, 
The Fablemans, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg, his most personal film yet, and an autobiographical film. That came in with the seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actress, Michelle Williams. I was surprised not to see Gabriel LaBelle on that list of nominees. I thought for all the world he would be on the Best Actor list for playing Steven Spielberg. He wasn't. Gabriel LaBelle did not get on the list. I was surprised by that. I was also surprised that um, one other actor didn't get on there either. That was Paul Dano. I thought that Paul Dano would have got on there for that supporting actor role. But what ended up happening is that Judd Hirsch got in. And I think the older Academy members, perhaps, perhaps the older white men that comprise the vast majority of the Academy members probably had a tender spot for Judd Hirsch. And Judd Hirsch did well in the film. I didn't think he was terrific in the film, but I think he did well for the 10 minutes he was in The Fablemans. And I think that's perhaps what uh, the number of Academy members who voted him in thought uh, was good enough to get a nomination for him. So Judd Hirsch gets a nomination there. But I didn't expect that Paul Dana wouldn't get on. And I didn't expect that Gabriel LaBelle wouldn't get on. And so there we go. That was The Febbermans. Only seven. I thought The Febbermans was going to get a lot more than seven nominations. It's a good film. I think it's a very good film. It's on my 10 best list. And so I did not expect that the film would only get seven. Tar, the film, of course, that I love so much. It's the best film of 2022. And I actually have a companion podcast devoted specifically and strictly to the film. It's called Tar Talk, by the way. Make sure that you listen to it. It's available on Apple and Amazon. It's available on Spotify. It's available on a number of other platforms, Anchor, iHeartRadio. So that is Tar Talk. That's a podcast where every episode, by the way, is 10 minutes or less. So you will not want to miss that if you are someone who's seen the film and can't get enough of it, or even if you've just seen the film. It's just a podcast I strongly recommend that you subscribe and listen to. And, of course, I will be talking a lot about Tar in Tar Talk. Tar got six nominations. I was hoping it would do better, but I'm not entirely surprised that Tar did not do as well as I think it could have and should have. Again, I think it's a film that's beyond the Academy. Uh, I don't mean to denigrate the Academy in that way, but it's a film that is more of a film that is such an artistic work. It's such, to me, it's such a great piece of art. And I don't know that the Academy always appreciates really great art in cinema. And yes, of course, there are some lots of nominees who are also doing great artwork. But for me, Tar is an absolute museum piece. That is a piece that you go to a museum and watch. Uh, really, you should be watching that in a museum, not just in a movie theater, because it is that kind of level of art for me. And so I connected with that film because of all of those things, the artistry. And I will talk about this, of course, on Tar Talk in much more detail and depth. So Tar got six nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actress, Kate Blanchett. You can write her name on the Oscar right now. She is going to win. Best Director, Todd Field. He also got nominated for a Best Original Screenplay. He will win one of those two nominations. I think he'll win one of those two Oscars. He could possibly win both. But given the way that things are shaking out, he'll probably get one of those two. I think it's a very close call, whether it's Best Director 
I think you might be looking at him for best director because I don't think, if I remember correctly, and I'll have to go look at this again here now, um, it, it's, it's a close call. It's a very close call for best director. It's a very, very close one indeed. Um, if I had to guess at the moment on best director, dear, oh dear, oh dear, I don't know. It's a very close one. And I'll tell you why I think Todd Field has a chance here. And I'll get into the directing category. Um, in screenplay, original screenplay, Martin McDonough is nominated there, if memory serves me correctly. And so in the screenplay process, I think Martin McDonough's probably going to get screenplay. Probably going to get screenplay. Um, it's a, it's a stunner. It's a very, very close call though. It's a very close call. I could go back and forth on this. Um, it's a very, very close call. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see about uh, Todd Field as far as Tar is concerned. I hope he gets something. Kate Blanchett's definitely going to get the Oscar for best actress. There's no question around that. Um, I do think Tar will get something else. It could be cinematography as well. But anyway, Tar it got six nominations. Top Gun Maverick got six as well. It did well. You would expect that. It was a good film, Top Gun Maverick. And so that one got six nominations. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever got five. I think it did better than I expected. I thought that Black Panther, Wakanda Forever would not get that many nominations, but it did. I'm glad that it did. It was recognized supporting actress. Congratulations, Angela Bassett. I think that she's going to win this one. Uh, she'll get the Oscar that she should have got many years ago for the film What's Love Got to Do It when she played Tina Turner back in 1993, I think it was. That film she should have won for then. She was nominated that year, but she should have won. There's no question about it. She should have been nominated for Malcolm X the year before that with uh, Denzel Washington, who got nominated for Malcolm X for Spike Lee's film. But I think she will definitely win this now. And I can just, uh, there's a sense of that for me, that she will win. And she's already won, I think, the Golden Globe for this as well. So, uh, if, if well, Golden Globe's not much to speak about there, is it? But but definitely for her personally, that's a that's a good job for her. And then, as far as the other nominees are concerned, there was Avatar got four nominations. Babylon got three. I think those fans of Babylon would probably be very disappointed with that. The Batman got three. I think the Batman was really good, actually, in terms of its artistry. The film itself was pretty decent. It wasn't great. But Batman should have probably got maybe one or two more Oscar nominations. Um, I think it was very well done. I thought the cinematography of that film was very good. The production design, I thought that film was also very good i think that they did a very good job there those who uh, got involved with batman all the people on that film i think should give themselves a pat on the back they did a very good job with the way that film was made all the way around i thought that they did some really really good things with batman um certainly a film that i think um probably could have even been nominated for direction um, it did not get nominated for screenplay, excuse me, for a cinematography, which I think it should have done. Um, and also, as far as Batman's concerned, um, definitely I thought that this, the cinematography of that film earned a nomination, should have got one. I, I you know, a little bit moderately surprised that it didn't, uh, as far as that goes for uh, cinematography. But there were some very good candidates for cinematography in this year's nominations. 
and for production design, it also missed out there. I, I, I'm stunned that it didn't get nominated there. I'm also surprised that uh, the Banshees of Anishirin did not get nominated for production design. That should have been the case. That, that I was surprised at. And also, um, you know, you kind of look at that and go, how did that not get nominated for production design? If you look at the Banshees of Anishirin, that should have been nominated for production design. Uh, it wasn't, though. It wasn't. I was surprised by that. And also for cinematography, the Banshees of Anishirin was not nominated. And another surprise there. Um, but anyway, that's that's to me is a bit of a stunner. But anyway, uh, well, let me go on with the rest of the total count of this year's Oscar nominations for the Academy Awards in terms of the number of films, uh, the nominations for them. Triangle of Sadness came in with three. The Whale came in with three. Two of those for The Whale were the performances. One of them was Brendan Fraser's. The other one was Hong Chow. Hong Chow deserves to be nominated. I don't think Brendan Fraser should be. I am not someone who was a fan of Brendan Fraser's performance. It was all about having that fat suit that he had on. And he really allowed that to help him through. Brendan Fraser, though, could well get the nominee. He could end up winning. It's very possible. Maybe Austin Butler does. One of those two will be the winner. Or you might see Bill Nye get it for living. Bill Nye, you know, that might be seen as a so-called Career Achievement Award. Bill Nye has done some excellent work throughout the years. I thought he was brilliant way back when in the film Notes from a Scandal. I thought he was terrific in that, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, should have been nominated for that. But I think maybe it's a possibility that Bill Nye wins for a living. Uh, and we, sometimes the best actor category does come down to sometimes veteran uh, performers, you know, Anthony Hopkins won a couple of years ago for The Father, and I didn't think that he was tremendous in that, but he won for it. That was his second Oscar win. So, you know, it's possible. I think you're looking at Bill Nye, you're looking at Austin Butler, and you're looking at, I think, um, possibly Brendan Fraser for The Whale. I didn't like The Whale. I didn't think the film was good. Hong Chow, I think, deserved to be nominated, and she was for supporting. I thought she did well in a film that was awful. And uh, that's the way I look at that. Living got two nominations and Women Talking did not do as well as I was hoping for. I mean, it only got two nominations. One of them, thankfully, was Best Adapted Screenplay. And I'm glad that Sarah Polly got that. I would have liked to see Sarah Polly get a lot more for that. I think she should have. I think cinematography should have got something as well. And by the way, Emancipation didn't get anything. The film from Will Smith and Anton Fuqua, we knew that Will Smith was not going to be nominated here this year. Um, we know why. And we knew that uh, Emancipation in general wasn't going to get much of anything. Cinematography, it should have got. It should have got Best Actor. We know that. But we know what happened with Will Smith. And so as a result of that, he's banned from the Academy for 10 years. And so the bottom line there is that he is not on this list. When I return on this edition of the Popcorn Reel Film Podcast, I'm going to talk about some of the nominations in more specific detail and who was not on that nominations list. Welcome back to the Popcorn Reel Podcast with me, Omar Moore, your Prince of Popcorn. On this particular episode, 
I'm talking about the Academy Awards nominations, which were handed out on January the 24th, 2023. In the first part of this episode, I talked about the nominees, many of them. And now I'm going to talk about the omissions. And every year there's always going to be performances and directors and other assorted filmmakers who are not going to make the cut. But this year in particular, it has been a very, very strange one indeed from the Academy. For example, the ones that really jump out at me immediately are both Viola Davis in The Woman King and Danielle Deadweiler in Till for Best Actress. Neither of those actors was on the list of the final five for Best Actress. And for me, that is nothing short of a disgrace. Nothing less than a disgrace. There really is no excuse. These two films showcase terrific work from these two actors. And there was no reason to leave them off. And I look back again at the Academy's membership, a predominantly white and male body of members out of 10,000 people, almost 90% plus are white and male. And when you have white men and older white men, at least over the age of 60 to 65 and over, voting for these things, they are not usually going to look at black people in these roles. Their worldview is, does not see black people in it. Kind of like Woody Allen. His films don't have black people in them and they're New York City movies. In what place in New York City is there not a black person? Even if they're not living in that neighborhood. And yet Woody Allen, year after year after year after year, avoids putting black people in his films. Now, there are obviously a few exceptions, but generally speaking, if you look at his New York City He never has, almost never, with a few exceptions, never, almost never has black people in his movies. And that is the Academy Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. That's who they are. Mostly white men, mostly over the age of 65. And so when you think about it, it is not that surprising, quite frankly, that Viola Davis nor Danielle Deadweiler are absent from the Best Actress list. Naomi Aki didn't get on there either for her performance as Whitney Houston. I thought she did a very good job in the film Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, directed by Casey Lemons, who also did not get anywhere at all in terms of Best Director. Similarly for Gina Prince-Bythewood, no chance there for her directing The Woman King. And I thought that was one of the best pieces of directing all year last year. And yet the Academy had very different ideas. Whatever happened to Tuso Embedu in the supporting role in The Woman King? I was hoping to see her name on the list of supporting actresses, but she was not there. In fact, three of the slots went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. One of them for Jamie Lee Curtis, the other one for Stephanie Hsu. I should say two of those slots went to Everything Everywhere. There was another supporting slot, but it was supporting actor that went to Ki He Kwan for the same film. But where was Tuso Mbedu? Completely gone from their list. I thought she was going to win the Oscar when I saw The Woman King four months ago, but that definitely is not going to be the case now as she wasn't on that list of the final five. 
what happened to Gabrielle Union in the film The Inspection. Fantastic supporting performance, only for about five or ten minutes, but no nomination. Missing in action. Nowhere to be seen. What happened to Jonathan Majors in Devotion in what was, I think, an otherwise weak year for male actors on the big screen? I thought his work was sensational in Devotion. He was nowhere to be found in the final five for Best Actor. What happened to Jalen Hall, who played Emmett Till in the film Till? Nowhere to be seen as supporting actor. What happened to James Cameron, for goodness sakes? Nowhere to be seen for Best Director. Paul Dano. Nowhere to be seen for Best Supporting Actor for The Fablemans. What happened to Gabriel LaBelle? Nowhere to be seen for Best Actor for The Fablemans. But Judd Hirsch got a nomination in a supporting role. The older actor, I think that was, again, I think that's how this played out, quite frankly, along those kinds of lines. Older white male Academy members thought, yeah, Judd Hirsch, let's go for him. Now, Judd Hirsch was okay. He was pretty good in The Fablemans, but I thought there were better performances in that film in the supporting capacity than his. I thought definitely that you should have had Gabriel LaBelle, who was in the lead performance, and maybe certainly Paul Dano in the lead, in the supporting performance. But no, neither of them made it in. Michelle Williams made it, but neither did, but neither Paul Dano nor Gabriel LaBelle. I thought that was a surprise. Those two should have been on there. Judd Hirsch, I'm not so sure should have been, but he was. Then when you look at some of the other areas where certain films did not do as well that I thought perhaps should have had a lot more of a say in the Academy I would have thought that Naomi Haas Naomi excuse me Nina Haas would be mentioned but her name never got called out Nina Haas for Tar I thought was a real really big miss now Angela Bassett deserves to be there Hong Chow deserves to be there Kerry Condon does Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu. I thought Stephanie Hsu was was very good. Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm not so sure of. For me, this is a nomination that, look, I don't want to start picking on the people who did make it on, so maybe I should just leave this alone. Jamie Lee Curtis has done excellent work over the years, so I, I think I should leave this alone. I think this category, by the way, is going to come down to Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis. That's what I think it's going to come down to. And I think it's going to be Angela Bassett, but Anyway, that's a whole uh, another story, and that's going to be for another time on the Popcorn Reel podcast. But I do think that that was a massive miss to uh, not have some of these performers that I've talked about uh, that should be on these lists. I, I did not think that we were going to have a list of best actress with neither Viola Davis nor Danielle Deadweiler on it. That has to be, uh, again... One of the biggest surprises, but then again, not. Because if you have an academy that doesn't have a robust black membership and they're trying to change that at the academy, and if you have an academy that has a predominantly white male membership, 90% plus, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see the black film get omitted because the white worldview, at least with some of these academy members, is not going to include black people. I don't think that their academy members 
some of them in the academy. I don't think that the white members of the academy, especially the white men who are of a certain age, I think of many of them do not value or see black female performers. They don't value them. I don't think they do. Not Now listen, they've obviously nominated Angela Bassett, but what I'm saying is, is that when you completely ignore Viola Davis in The Woman King and Danielle Deadweiler in Till, I, I think that's evidence. Those kinds of films aren't the kinds of films that older white men in the Academy are interested in. And not just older white men. There's a lot of other white people in the Academy, I suspect, who just did not want to watch a film that had black women in it completely. Almost every character in The Woman King was a black woman. And they are, there are, I think, a number of white members of the Academy who don't want anything to do with that. Don't want anything to do with it. Weren't interested in it. They weren't interested. And I think the same goes true with Till. I think that they there were some white members of the Academy, a great m- number of them, obviously, who had, did not want to sit there and watch Till, did not want to sit there and watch Mamie Till Mobley performed so excellently by Danielle Deadweiler. I think that these are things, the racism of Academy members, I think is a big factor. We can go and look at the entire 94-year history of the Academy Awards and look at the fact that there have not been Asian female actors winning Best Actress. We have never had that happen. That's probably going to happen this year. But to take 95 years to do that is a disgrace. And we've only had one black woman win for Best Actress. That was Halle Berry for Monsters Ball in 2002. That is a disgrace. One. And we should have had two black female nominees this year for Best Actress, as I've said. So the Academy continues to have severe problems. It really does. And I know that there are efforts, as I said earlier, to change that. Now, in terms of directing, as I said, James Cameron did not get on that list. Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Usland, I don't know. For me, I thought that Triangle of Sadness was not a very good film. And the omission for me uh, in, the, in another acting category, not in directing, but in another acting category, is Dolly De Leon. Dolly De Leon should have been nominated for Supporting Actress for Triangle of Sadness. And she wasn't. The most important character in that film was played by Dolly De Leon. And she did a very good job. Now, the film, as I said, is not anything to write home about. But Dolly De Leon should have been on that list of final five. Instead, you have a list of supporting actors, actresses um, in that category. Um, Again, two of them are from one film and the other three are from three different films. And so I think Dolly De Leon should have been part of that final five. So, look, there's endless nominees that were left off. You know, I can also look at um, some of the other things. In, in in fact, cinematography, I thought that the Banshees of Inisherin should have been nominated. It was not. I also thought that it should have been nominated in production design. It was not. I thought that Batman, the Batman should have been nominated in cinematography. It was not. So, you know, there were a number of films that should have made that list. I thought that Tar should have certainly had a supporting nominee. As I mentioned earlier, it didn't. 
And I also believe that that hurts Kate Blanchett's chances of actually winning the Oscar in March. Because generally speaking, to win a lead acting Oscar, you usually have to have, usually, not always, but usually, have to have a supporting actor in your film also be nominated. And that did not happen this year with Tar. Kate Blanchett was nominated, but no supporting actor from the same film was nominated. And I think that spells trouble for Kate Blanchett's chances at the Oscar, which would be her third if she were to win. Now, look, it's not a fait accompli because we've seen in some instances over the years exceptions where there are lead actors who win without having a supporting nominee in the same film as a supplement. We've seen that with Adrian Brody back in 2003 when he won from the for the pianist and the best actor and uh, best actor Oscar. There was no acting nominee alongside his nomination from the same film in a supporting role. So that was an exception. We've seen some exceptions in other areas. But the last time Kate Blanchett won the Oscar, she won it having already known that there was a supporting actor nominee, acting nominee in the same film. That would have been Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine. And Kate Blanchett won her Oscar when she won the first time around a supporting actress for the film The Aviator years ago. Remember that Leonardo DiCaprio was also nominated in the best actor in the lead role. So, you know, this is something that does happen in the Academy. And there are exceptions, as I've mentioned, one of them. But I really think now that this Oscar is going to be heading to Michelle Yeoh. And again, it would be a very good night if it does. I'll be very happy for Michelle Yeoh because I think she's going to win. She will become the first Asian female to win an Oscar of any kind. And to win an Oscar in the best actress role. Uh, that would be a big thing. But it's a shame. It's, it's a scandal. And it's a disgrace that it's taken 95 years because that's what's going to end up happening in March. She will end up winning Michelle Yeoh. And it's also a shame for me that Kate Blanchett won't get it because Michelle Yeoh, uh, and she was very good in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I was not a big fan of that film at all. But I was a big fan of Tar. And I was a big fan of Kate Blanchett's work in it. And by far the best performance of the year was from Kate Blanchett. But she's going to lose out here. And I also think all of this negative talk around Tar is also going to sink her chances as well. And again, their studios and people aligned with them who do some really, you know, dastardly things around this time of year. And there were stories, you know, a week or two ago when members were still voting around Tar and all the rest of these nominations about the film Tar. Marin Alsop had an article out or had a an interview in the Sunday Times that was released for the UK release, which was just about two weeks ago during the time that Academy voters would be voting, Academy members would be voting. And that's not an accident. A lot of these things get placed in the film press in all kinds of countries. The, the Sunday Times, of course, is in London, in England, so in the UK. So you know that there are voting members all over the world in the Academy, and many of them are in London, in England, in the United Kingdom. So that's not something that is a shock to me. But I do think that some of this talk hurt Tar, and granted it got nominated for six Oscars, but I do think that some of this stuff around the film 
uh, around uh, power and around so-called cancel culture, which is just not a thing. That 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 that's just something that's artificially made up, and everyone repeats that term. But the bottom line is, is that all of this talk about female conductors and how they act and is this right? And Marin Alsop making a really really determined that she was very upset with this film, and I think that hurt. I think that did hurt the film, and I think it's going to hurt the chances of the film. And it probably will get something, but I don't know where now. It could be either the screenplay or the director. But I do not think it's going to get Kate Blanchett her third Oscar. And I do not think that um, the film will win Best Picture. Definitely not. And also, the other exception I can just think of now is Meryl Streep, who won the Oscar for The Iron Lady a few years ago when there was no supporting nomination in that film, to the best of my memory. There was no supporting acting nomination for the Iron Lady, and yet Michelle, excuse me, except and yet Meryl Streep won her third Oscar with that. So it's very possible still that Kate Blanchett could win, but I don't expect that she will now, um, and it will be Michelle Yeoh making history. And finally, you know, my goodness me, it's an in, it's not it really is an indictment of the Academy, quite frankly, when you have that happening. Now, I'd be happy and I'd be very happy for Michelle Yeoh, but it's an indictment on the Academy that it would take 95 years for an Asian female actor to end up winning Best Actress. That tells you that's a that's an achievement for Michelle Yeoh personally, but it speaks even more loudly and damningly, if you will, of the Academy itself. Now, I could go on and on about the Academy Awards and who was left out. But I think I've said quite a lot already. And I think I've made my point very clear. That's it for this edition of the Popcorn Real Film Podcast with your Prince of Popcorn, Omar Moore. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter at the Popcorn R-E-E-L and the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at sign popcorn R-E-E-L. And of course, this podcast itself, you can find it on Apple and numerous other podcasting platforms, the Popcorn Reel. And of course, a brand new podcast as well, devoted specifically to the movie Tar, directed by Todd Field and starring Kate Blanchett. The podcast is called Tar Talk. And you can find Tar Talk on Apple, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, and numerous other podcasting platforms. That's it for now on this edition of the Popcorn Real Film Podcast. I'm Omar Moore, and until next time, see you at the movies. <laughs>